0: This episode of Fatinize discusses disordered eating, weight loss surgery, and body image issues. If this episode is triggering, please contact the Butterfly Foundation National Helpline at 1 800 You can also visit the Butterfly Foundation website and talk to a professional online at butterfly.org.au. We at Fatinize pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. This land is and always will be Aboriginal land. Is this thing on? Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Fatinize podcast. I am your host Demi Lynch and... Welcome back to another episode where we deep dive issues and taboos related to the plus-size community. Those of you that are new to the show, Fatinize is pretty much Australia's only plus-size community podcast. And this week's topic is something I've had many of you ask and request that we talk about. And I thought, why not bring two people on the show that have actually experienced this topic that is very taboo within the plus size community i would have to say and it is weight loss surgery so i have two people on the show today that have had weight loss surgery and they are gonna spill the tea about all the taboos the stigmas the effects just anything and everything that seems to be stigmatized about weight loss surgery these days so welcome on to the show Ann and amy thank you so much for coming on thanks for having us oh you're welcome so I think to kick off, what do you do in regards to announcing to people that you're going to get the surgery? Like, is it something that you have to have, like, you know, a sit down with your loved ones or because you don't want to get like, you know, some judgment from them because they might have like some pre-notions about weight loss surgeries. What was that process like? I want to speak to you first, Anne. I can see Amy here is just like, oh, so I'll let you. (laughs) Anne, my dear, what was the process for you? With having so, to tell people to get you're getting the surgery,
1: um, I've kept my circle very tight. Um, there's mm-hmm. very limited people who know about my surgery, um, mainly because I hate people watching me or judging me for what I do. So, um, my daughter knew, and a couple of my work colleagues knew. So, mm-hmm. um, I actually have kept it really tight, my little circle, um, mainly because it's no one's business what I do, mm-hmm. um, and. I think if they asked me directly, I would say something. Um, so, yeah, I, I've actually kept my circle very tight because I hate the the people watching, oh, you shouldn't need that, or you should be doing this, or I just want it. it's. I'm a really private person. So, um, you know, I'm. it's just the way I approached it, that I was doing it for myself and that I didn't have to tell the world. I've had other friends on Facebook or whatever tell them going, this is what I'm doing if you like it great if you don't bad luck mm-hmm. um that's just not my personality um I keep you know I'm, I'm yeah as I said I'm a really private person and I'm, I share with people that I know and trust so uh that's the way I approached it anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Amy my dear what was your experience of telling people? So I'm the opposite I like to
2: tell everyone everything that's going <laughs> on. In my life.
0: Um
2: I think A lot of people knew for years that I was thinking about it. I just wasn't in like the right, it wasn't the right time. I wasn't in the right headspace. Um, All of other things going on in my life. Um, And I think telling my mum was the hardest. So brought up in diet culture, it was just a diet and exercise. That's all I needed. So it was, it felt like I had to convince her why I needed that and, it, there was a few crying sessions I had to tell her what I was going through couldn't dress myself like I'm not even 30 years old at that point and I couldn't even put my own socks and shoes on so um having those really raw emotional conversations was very difficult um whereas I've been very very lucky with everyone even my mom like supportive in the end she didn't ever say I don't want you to get it she just said that she has fears that I wouldn't make it through the surgery like there was obviously that's a complication it's that is something that they tell you that can happen you can die on the table but Mm. that's was her main fear so she just thought diet and exercise was safer it's a safer option um whereas everyone else I've told like people at work another girl um I work with at the time um she also got it about two weeks prior to me so like we we're doing pre-op together and we're having those conversations in the tea room and other people would jump in and then there's still people at my workplace that didn't know that what had happened and they were in the tea room at the time. So like it's it was an open conversation, but um, yeah, I've only ever had support. I actually haven't had anyone say to me like that's an easy way out. So I haven't actually had anyone say that to me. There was once I was nervous about um, someone asked me how I had lost the weight So more recently now, um, and I said, well, surgery was my tool, but diet and exercise. Um, And they're like, oh, so surgery, but that then opened the conversation to, well, yeah, it's a tool. I've been very lucky in the terms of I've had lots of support and people haven't, I haven't had much backlash around it. And Mm -hmm. I am a very open speaker about
0: it. The effects after weight loss surgeries, there's so many. So I want to like go through a few of them and- I think the first one I do want to talk about, and I think I've, sp- I've spoken to you, Amy, about this before, is loose skin and how that can affect the relationship with your body. So what has that been like? Because you have lost a great amount of weight. Um, we, won't disclo- we won't disclose on the episode how much weight in case it's triggering to some listeners, but if you lose a little weight, there's loose skin, that comes as a side effect. What's that been like for you?
2: Difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's only been the last three months that it's really affected me if I'm going to be honest um yeah. I guess I was focused on other things and trying to keep up with my body um now that the loss has started to slow down um or cease now which is good um I have become more aware of my flappy arms and all the excess skin on my legs I held a lot of weight on my legs um, and my tummy and my boobs um I guess my biggest thing is the clothes that I wear now you'd think that oh I can walk into any shop now and fit any clothing but I feel like I was much more confident shopper although my options were city shit <laughs> um,
0: yes but I, I understand I had- that I had thousands
2: and thousands of dollars worth of clothing um, with city chick and chick and um, now I I walk into a shop and I basically wear Kmart t-shirts, $7 Kmart t-shirts because they don't have the v-neck that shows my saggy boobs when I bend over. They cover my arms mostly um, and they're loose and baggy so it's I think that I need to go into the city chick equivalent to the um, normal not plus size range, like mm-hmm. Forever New and things like that. But those sorts of shops really triggered me when I was bigger because I would go in because they have a curve range and it would be one rack. Mm-hmm. So I don't also don't really have an interest in going in there and supporting that either, um, because I I don't think that's fair that they are targeting for that. Um, only and on, yeah only catering one rack of plus size clothing I don't so yeah I live in Kmart clothes now um I probably am due like a really good shop so mentally of late it's been really quite difficult um I try to commit to social events um I actually find it harder to, to follow through with them these days because I'm like fuck what do I wear Um, I have a whole wardrobe full of clothes, but I I don't have anything to wear to that (laughs) Um, that's going to cover all my bits that I don't like. My legs, especially like all of the smaller size clothing is like cuffed sleeves, like shoulder sleeves or the little flutter sleeves at the top of your um, shoulders and short dresses. That are above your knee. I have all that excess skin. My knees are wrinkly. I don't want my knees out. But then if I get the dresses that are knee length, they're like grandma dresses. So mm. I find it very difficult um, with the skin, with all of my excess skin. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that also would be so difficult because yes, we do diss on city chick. I diss city shit. Like I diss on them <laughs> on a daily basis, but. One of one of the positives about that was there was a sense of community and like with other customers that would go there, all the staff there, like there was a sense of community. So like, you know, discussions about weight and stuff like that was so normalised. Whereas like at other stores where it is very much people that are just predominantly slim, many of them, well, you don't know this, but many of them wouldn't have that experience though. So you just feel like you kind of lost that sense of community like of like with shopping and with this and like kind of trying to like reestablish establish style so I can
2: understanding as well where it's like I go in and yeah I want to cover my arms but like mm. all skinny people like all people have insecurities but I mm. have a lot now I'm like I want my boobs my arms and my legs covered help mm. and they're just like well we've got nothing for you so city chick yeah I made so many friends that worked there not like friendly friend but anytime I walked in they're like oh you again and like this is your style and then hand me things while I'm in the ward like in I'm getting changed that this would suit you this would suit you and yeah I don't have that now so 100% agree
0: yeah and what is what has it been like with your body like did you ever have any issues with loose skin when you lost weight
1: um, so I'm a, I'm a funny shape, like I'm very thin in the arms and legs and I carry all my weight around my tummy and my back. Um, so my biggest insecurity now is that I look a lot older because I'm over 50 and, you know, my face has changed. So my neck looks like a little old woman, you know creepy old woman um, and that's my biggest insecurity of how much older I look and I was worried also about the hair loss because I you know I'm a bit thin on hair anyway so those were my two big insecurities but I also feel what you were saying about City Chic was you know you kind of had this suddenly they had clothes you could wear um, that everyone that were quite you know nice to wear like my biggest thing now is like I'll go into a store like I went into a gym apparel store and I actually ran into Amy and her sister-in-law on the day and it was I didn't feel confident going in because I'd never shopped at those stores and I didn't feel like I deserved to like I fitted in because I'd never gone into those shops exactly because I was like I was like I don't even know if things will fit me in here so I don't want to go in and embarrass myself and things are fitting me in there but When I went to start, because I've started doing Pilates, which I really like, I didn't feel confident to wear it. Like I didn't deserve to wear clothes that showed that I was working out. So I went through this funny stage of wearing, okay, old clothes and maybe one new clothes from the, the store just to feel confident. So it's a real mind shift and a complete mind fuck to change what you wear because you think you're drawing attention to yourself in other ways that you're not used to. And going into stores that you don't feel that like you have a place in. So that's a really big mind fuck for me to get over. It's just bizarre.
0: Yeah, yeah. that would be, that would be so, so much. Cause like, yeah, the clothes that we wear, like, that has, that was, that's such a big thing when we are plus size, because it's just so difficult just to get clothes. So yeah, we do have that sense of community. So speaking of community, then this is something I've been curious about. You both are in Facebook groups that are catered towards the plus size community. And, you know, you have established some beautiful relationships within these groups. Do you ever feel like that, that you shouldn't be part of these groups now, or that you, uh, Oh, how do I word this? Like the, like, kind of like the thoughts people had, like when Adele lost weight, they were just like, Oh, you, you, (laughs) that's the word I'm looking for. Do you ever feel those feelings? Um, Amy, have you ever felt like that? Yes,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and to be honest, I feel in those groups, I'm, I, I I feel, I don't know this, this is just my feelings. I don't know whether it's true, but I actually feel like I'm judged more by the people who have also had weight loss surgery than I am the bigger girls that haven't had it, that haven't experienced it. Mm -hmm. Whereas I've only ever experienced like love and, um, like support and stuff from them um whereas others it's just like and I know that it's probably coming from a place of advice but like I'm going through it to maybe ask if I want the advice that you're
1: giving me
0: oh so do people that have had surgery do they try to like give you advice on like what to eat or what the effects that you're having like how to fix it kind of thing
2: Yeah I find it difficult and again it's probably just my own mental state of like overthinking everything because I'm a psycho like that um and I just think that they're judging me for what I'm ordering for food wise Mm -hmm. yeah Mm
0: -hmm. so that's that's another
2: thing I I tend to go to social events depending on who else is going and I it's not that I don't like the person I just feel like I'm being judged myself yeah
0: yeah And what has been, what has been your experience then?
1: Um, I haven't felt judged because I think that the friends that I've made in these uh, social groups are really genuinely lovely people. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I haven't felt judged. And I must admit the girls that I know that have had the weight loss surgery have been the greatest source of information and help for me. Um, And to let, to find, to give me all these hints on, you know, approaching things differently. So I've actually found that it's a little bit level of connection, hopefully with some of these girls as well, that I have something in common. Going to some of the groups now, though I must admit that I kind of do point out that my weight loss surgery was due for health reasons. Um, and it wasn't just due to me wanting to be thinner because mine was always just to get better control of my health. Mm-hmm. So I kind of put that little, um, slant on it going, but I, you know, I kind of, ha- well, I really, I really did have to have it because of healthcare reasons. Um, so I, I try and normalize it for myself and for them, mm-hmm. but yeah, the people that I know are just have been really lovely and supportive. So I felt really very comfortable with, mm. you know, people knowing
0: that's good in to that know. group. Yeah. yeah. That, that's good to hear. So I know we spoke about briefly before that loose skin was a side effect of the surgery Is there any other type of side effects that people might not think of that would be a side effect to losing weight and not just like, like losing that amount of weight. Can you think of any, Amy?
2: So one that um, I have found really quite difficult is constipation.
0: Really? Um,
2: Bowel movements. It's horrific. Absolutely horrific. Something I've never experienced in my life and it's, it's wild like you have to be so careful with your fluid intake um, Uh and what you're eating that you're eating enough fiber and like softening things such as pears prunes blah 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 and yeah keeping up your water intake I went camping over the weekend and Mm. forgot to drink water for two days like it was raining and we had a huge thunderstorm come in and you know like when you're swimming you don't think to drink because you're in the water it's Mm. just something that yeah So, I didn't think to drink water, and oh boy, did I regret that four days later. It was horrific.
0: Oh no. So, you actually have like a couple of days you can't poo at all.
2: Yes. And I'm oh. very regular. Like, I love a good poo prior oh. to surgery. Love a good poo.
0: Yeah. Like, I
2: was a two poo a day, like, very satisfying, big poos, ate a lot, <laughs> big poos. <laughs> yes. Whereas now, like, obviously, you're putting less in, mm. less poo. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just find that that is one of my biggest struggles is not, I have to remember the last time I pooed because if it's been more than two days, I need to have something that's going to help move that.
0: That's so sad. I'm the same. I love how before you are just like, you love us. I'm just like, yes, I do love and I drink. Do, I do love talking about <laughs> poo. It's just one of like, there's, there's not a lot of Life is too stressful, but when you're able to have a good poo, like that's just, it's just, it makes I you still day. I have
2: good ones, but you just have to be really mindful of the last time you had a poo. Oh,
1: <laughs> yep.
0: you need to have like a food journal, like a poo yeah. journal.
1: <laughs> I do. Yep.
0: You the have first, a poo
1: journal? Yep. Well, not not anymore, but after surgery, because uh, you're not eating and you want to keep your fluid up. I was like, I have to keep an eye on this. Cause if it gets ugly, I'm not going back to hospital. <laughs> I just keep. Of you know when things were happening because there was no way I was going to go back into hospital and as yeah. constipated I was like nope it's not happening I'm keeping ahead <laughs> <It, my> <laughs> of this
2: and, it was the first thing Anne and I spoke about the first time we <laughs> saw each other after her
0: operation <laughs> I love it in so fact much. I messaged you Amy I messaged <laughs> you <and> went, yes. <laughs> that's right Oh my God. I did not. It makes sense though. Yeah. Cause you're not putting in as much foods and your body's just like, what's happening. So, Uh, Oh my God, man. But then we
1: have another friend who, who has lots of, she's got the opposite problem. So, you know, I know someone else has got the opposite problem and lots of food intolerances, but I think probably had some issues like that before, but yeah, that was one of the first messages I said to Amy was about a good poop.
0: Oh my goodness! Oh, that's that's too fun.
2: It's too yeah, funny. I, I just that was one thing I wrote on my notes that I had to bring up.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> got to bring up poo. Yes. Yep.
1: <laughs> Thank you for your honesty and transparency. Yes, <laughs> Thank no you. problem. Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, other, so other than your fabulous bowel movements, is there any other like side effects people might not think of that happen after you have this type of surgery?
1: I think you have to learn how to eat differently Mm. so for example if I was to eat um, dry chicken I probably wouldn't um, if I didn't eat it properly like if I didn't chew it properly or moisten it with like gravy or something then it would kind of feel stuck and I might vomit Mm. that can happen occasionally and the other thing what Amy mentioned about dumping so for example I don't have any problems particularly now, Um, but a couple of times like I would eat something a little bit higher in fat or sugar and I get an overwhelming sense of tiredness for about half an hour. I'll just be going, oh, "Oh, I could just go just because your body's metabolizing a big load of fat or, Mm. or sugar and I just get really, really tired and feel unwell. Some people get diarrhea with that or something else, but I just get tired and I'm like, a little zombie
2: like that. <laughs> I go full <laughs> hyperglycemic and I have like full sweats, racing heart, vomiting, diarrhea. I get the lot. I don't get oh tired though. God. I get if anything more like <laughs> uh, <crazy.
1: laughs> wow. Yeah, I get tired. I get so tired I can't can barely keep my eyes open. And twenty five minutes later I feel fantastic again. It's mm. bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre. But that also helps on me choosing what to eat and how I eat it. So mm. it's actually a good positive reminder of eating well which is kind of rewarding in itself yeah. yeah so you kind of eat to avoid feeling like that
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: I have never been a sauce person but like Anne said with meats especially I have to have like a gravy or a good Diane sauce or like I'm not a tomato sauce person or a barbecue sauce but it has to be juicy <laughs> yeah <laughs> with some really? sort of gravy. yeah yeah
0: that's so interesting another
2: one of the hard things it's not a side effect but it can be a side effect if you don't Mm. follow it is eating and drinking at the same time especially in social settings Mm. i just have made the rule now that if i'm eating i don't order a drink until after i've eaten um or if i'm drinking then i won't order for a few hours and um eat afterwards
0: okay what's the effects if you do that
2: um vomit so it's You can't even drink at the same time. And do you want to explain why? Because you probably explain it better than I would.
1: Oh, there's a couple of different ways. Like, for example, if you've had the sleeve, you have like a a very high pressure system. You can only put a little bit of stuff in Mm. or it'll come back up. But with the bypass, we can get more food through But um, you kind of fill up too quickly and, you know, there's a it just doesn't go down very well. That's how I explain it. You might explain it better,
2: Amy. Yeah, so for me, the side effects, like some people do it and that's how they cheat the um, surgery. So that's how Mm. they'll fail it and um, put weight back on where they're Mm. pushing their food through so their calorie intake is higher. Um, Whereas for me, it actually makes me vomit. It makes me have the dumping syndrome. So vomit diarrhea heart racing um sweats yeah um and it's definitely not worth it so i tend not to order a drink and all my friends are like oh you're gonna have a drink and i'm like no no it's fine not even water i just leave all of that till afterwards yeah
0: so even when you're like say just having a meal like like you know as you do like when you're having a meal you just have like even just a sip of water you know just to help things get down you have to have a drink at the very very end
2: so it has to be 30 minutes afterwards wow. is, the, is the golden rule. Um, mm. But for me, it depends what I eat. Obviously, if I eat soup and if it's a spicy soup and I need a drink, I might have a little sip mm. um, because it's like a soup is quite watery anyway. I'm not going to force anything down. I'm still feeling quite full and satisfied. Mm. But for like if I was eating a quite dry chicken with a bit of gravy or something I wouldn't have a drink because that would make me sick because it's more dense food it would just come back up
0: that's so interesting speaking of drinking do, since the surgery do you both have different
1: um alcohol tolerances um I I'm not a big drinker mm-hmm. um so I don't it doesn't faze me that I don't drink that much alcohol my biggest problem was I was pretty much addicted to coke no sugar Mm. so I would have previously had two or three cans of that per day um and that was one of the choices that I made that I haven't had it since um which I think is also it was also a positive health benefit so alcohol doesn't really faze me um but yeah mine was the coke no sugar I was I I was really probably addicted to it so um I'm pretty happy that I don't have that anymore because it probably wasn't that good for me but um, doesn't mean that I still don't occasionally think about it, but yeah. So mm. I just drink differently. I'm pretty much, I drink water and um, diet cordial and things like that.
0: Yeah. That stuff's addictive. That needs, there needs to be like a study. Like I've known that many people that are obsessed with, and it's not just Coke. It's always diet Coke or Coke, no sugar. Uh-huh. Like that stuff's addictive because yeah, if you go through a time, like if you're having like at least once a day, if you go off it, like, it affects you. Like, I, I've gone through periods where I have, like, you know, uh, like, yeah, I, I'll have, like, a Diet Coke or Coke Zero. And if I all of a sudden go off it, I'll get migraines. I'll just be so <laughs> tired. I will just be so moody as well. Like, they need to do some studies on that because I've talked to that many people. And, yeah, Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Zero, like, that stuff's addictive, really addictive. 100%. Yeah, I was definitely... Mm
1: yeah and I was a bit worried some people say that like, your taste changed so dramatically after bypass and I was a bit worried that I wouldn't like coffee but I can confidently say I still fucking love coffee a lot. <laughs> that's good
0: that's good to hear <laughs>
2: yeah um so for me I also fucking love coffee I'm like an eight shot a day kind of gal yeah um and I didn't have coffee for from May to my surgery. So six months um, and a few months afterwards, but I can confidently say I'm very addicted again. Um, and it calms me. So I have little jitters until I have my coffee. So I'm definitely addicted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me, I'm also a big alcoholic drinker. Um, I yeah. will admit that that's probably my biggest downfall um, for my mental health as well um because lots of regret afterwards
1: (laughs) so (laughs) for me
2: my alcohol choices have definitely changed um I used to drink like um sugar filled coke with the vodka or whatever I was drinking rum whatever like I didn't discriminate anything but beer Mm. um loved me some red wine Mm. um but now I can't stand red wine it just makes me vomit it makes me violently ill
0: wow um
2: yeah i'm not sure why i get violent migraines from white wines um i went through a stage of like loving sparkling wine i could not drink normal oh sorry water i Mm. could not drink normal water i could only drink sparkling water and so then i would mix that with vodka or gin um but now i absolutely cannot stand sparkling water so um sometimes i would just have it with water <laughs> um so it's it's definitely changed what I mix my drinks with um but I'm still obviously getting calories in the alcohol um which is a downfall and it can be a downfall it's one of the things that I do struggle with that can also assist with me failing the surgery so um yeah
0: mm. do you feel like you get I- drunk do you feel like you you're now a cheap drunk now like you get drunk so much easier now
2: oh yeah <laughs> yep um I have my engagement party coming up in two weeks time and my partner has restricted me from what I'm allowed to drink um until all the old people have left so <laughs> <laughs> but oh. I actually find because I'm mixing it with water mm. I'm not hungover the next day anymore Ooh, it's a hack
0: that's a good habit.
2: I shouldn't be <laughs> proud of it, but I'm proud of it.
0: <laughs> I'd be proud. You're getting hydrated. Yeah. Yes. And I'm
2: I'm obsessed with lime diet. Like the I think it's just no sugar. It's not diet right. I hate mm. diet right cordial. But <gasps> the lime cordial is all I can drink. At the moment, I can't drink plain water. Lime cordial and everything.
0: Finally, someone that appreciates lime cordial. I am it's obsessed. With yep, lime yep. cordial. My partner is just he will just shun me as soon as he sees I'm drinking lime cordial. He's like, What that is disgusting. I'm just like, No, you do not understand. It is the oh. most refreshing thing ever. Except Diet Riot, I have to disagree. I love me some diet riot. That stuff's you've good. got to try the
2: Cotties one. It's <gasps> so much better. The diet oh. riot, I just leave the funny taste in my mouth. Like it's oh, like yeah. diet things do leave that funny mm. aftertaste. The mm-hmm. Cotty's one doesn't. And they've only just brought it out in Coles. So Ooh, I go okay. through like a bottle of oh. wheat
1: now. <laughs> Thank you just...
2: saying, yuck, Ann. No, I'm saying yum. I love that. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah.
1: Good, good,
2: good. Yes, yes. I, I love... don't like any of the other flavors, though. So I went through a stage of um, the lemon one, but I eh, can't really stand that one now. Mm. The fruit cup, yuck. It leaves a yucky after flavor in my mouth. It's only the lime one I can handle.
1: Mm. Oh no, I'm a hoe I drink them all I like
0: them all <laughs> I'm a I'm a big of the um apple black currant that's like mm, that's yep. her <laughs> die for yes. Yum. <laughs> Yum. Yeah. yes they do
1: say uh, after surgery you have to watch for what they call transfer addiction mm. so people who don't have food to use as a soothing source may turn to alcohol or shopping um I probably am going the shopping route um route you know yeah it yeah i that may be a little obsession that I will develop because I have to do something. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) Hey, you're supporting the economy. Like, you know, we're going through a pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've gone through the
2: shopping thing and I am now with the alcohol, um, but being more conscious of it, it's more of a household social thing on a Friday and Saturday. I live with my brother, his wife and my partner, and we all enjoy a bevy. So it's, as a household collective, it's very hard for me to just be like, no, I'm not drinking. So mm. um, yeah, we've all made a pact that we're going to slow down our drinking. Um, and it's always, yeah, my brother has, my brother's also benefited from my surgery. Um, <laughs> he also takes multivitamins now and he, cause he was sick way more than I was and he's hardly sick now. So that's really fun too. <laughs>
0: Yay. That's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you both so much for coming onto the podcast and just talking about weight loss surgeries because I know weight loss surgeries just has such a stigma to it, or it's just, you know, shunned from weight loss communities from being talked about. Like, so I just really appreciate you both coming onto the podcast so we can like normal, normalize conversations about weight loss surgeries because yeah, I just feel like we need to start having more conversations about this and from, you know, cordials to poo journals, to loose skin, to, city shit like yeah I think we need to normalize conversations like this
2: awesome thank you normalize your post-surgery friends to normal shops too to help them out (laughs) (laughs) give us confidence as well (laughs) yes (laughs) thank you for having us
0: yes thank you so much thank you both of you for coming on to the show and Thank you so much, listeners, for tuning into today's episode. Um, if any of these conversations were triggering, please head to today's show notes. If any of these conversations regarding um, disordered eating and weight loss, um, there is uh, resources in the show notes. But thank you so much, Anne and Amy, for coming onto the episode and speaking about your journeys. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. See okay, you. We
0: Bye. Bye-bye. We at Fatanize pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. This land is and always will be Aboriginal land.